Hey church, we just heard an incredible message that we believe is for you. So get ready to be encouraged, to be strengthened. This will change your life. We love you so much. Hey, uh, today though, we're going to have some time. So every leader who is listening to this, we love you so much. Is this phone on too this whole time? Yes. Uh, So all you leaders, we love you a ton. Again, want to be super intentional about making sure you know you're loved and valued and cared about. Want to make sure we're pushing everyone forward and pulling out all the greatness that's on the inside of you. God's got some fantastic things in store for every one of us. Uh, So we're trying to be really intentional with these leadership times. And today we've got one of the best people in the entire world. The whole... El Mundo, okay, the entire world that is with us today. Friend of mine that uh, I've admired, uh, appreciate, value his word, his voice so much. Uh, Many of you uh, have heard of him. Others of you may have not. His name is Chris Durso, and he is just filled with life and fire and wisdom. Uh, But my wife and I were talking about you today, Chris, and we were saying, um, you know what's great about him? is not only is he on like platforms literally all over the world, I mean, and has been steady and consistently doing that for years and years and years, um, it's the way you love your family. Yeah. It's just like, it's very, very evident uh, that the platform yeah. has not corrupted his heart and his yeah. mind and it got him off yeah. thinking that this thing is about him. Yeah. You can see uh, that it's about Jesus and he's about loving uh, those who are around him. And it's been really, really inspiring uh, to see that. Uh, he'll be taking over uh, the church that his parents, they started that church, right? Yeah, they started the church. How many? 30-something? 33 years. 33 years ago, his parents started a church in New York that is, I mean, basically his parents are, I don't know, John the Baptist, and, you know, Elizabeth, you know, I mean, they're just like leaders of leaders of leaders of le- I mean, guys, honestly, you sit with them for like three minutes, your life is better. And um, so he'll be taking the baton. He's been uh, leading at the church uh, for years, uh, a transformational ministry that's really touched a lot of, not really even a ministry, more of a movement, I would call it. Um, and, and But now I'm getting ready to jump into some new shoes. He's going to tear it up, kick butt, take numbers. But today he's going to be with us. So we're going to take notes, uh, listen, say amen. Then after he's done, we'll have a little time of question and answers. Give it up, everybody, for our pastor, Chris Gershaw. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. That was that was a kind intro. If we have that recorded, I need that to play back uh, to, to myself. I, I love, by the way, that typically when you go to churches, they remind you. You know, you may be speaking to another campus, uh, not typically international. And now, and now we have the group chat campus going on over here as, as well, which is which is amazing. Uh, can, can I say about your pastors? Um, I, I love your pastors, and I've, I've heard of your pastors for a, a good amount of time. And then when I finally got uh, got to meet you, Earl. That was about two years ago in Austin, and your reputation preceded you. And then we were together just a few weeks ago in South Carolina uh, at a church that needed a whole lot of encouragement for the season that they're in. And he preached in the morning. Well, we both preached in the morning, but when he preached that morning, you wrecked my life. And I, I was actually telling Ralph this morning that what I love so much about your pastor is that he's on platforms around the world and yeah. uh, not to mention this little conference coming up uh, <laughs> year where he'll be preaching yeah. and yeah. the message is humility yeah. Yeah. and can I tell you it is sad 
that the higher you get up, that that no longer becomes the message. But what I love about your pastor is that he emulates the idea that the higher you go, the lower you go. So the, the more I get up there, I got to... So let me, let me say this from the beginning. I, I was asking to spend time with your pastor because I need help. I am transitioning. I've been on a three-year transition. I have another year left of transition where my wife and I will become the new senior pastors of our church. My parents have been the only senior pastors. They founded the church 33 years ago. I only did youth ministry for 12 years. And it's, it's Misfit NYC, and we thank God for everything God's done for it. But I stepped out of that role three years ago, and I've been scared ever since because I think it's pretty difficult to do what, what your pastors do. Yeah. So I was asking to spend time with him this morning so I could pick his brain and become a better leader. Yeah. Yeah. And then now I'm here doing this. <laughs> to be honest, I wish we were switching and I was taking, I was taking notes. However, let me, let me say this to you. I would never suspect that I could walk in a room like this and teach you something you don't know when it comes to leadership. Maybe I could. But I wouldn't suspect that I could because you have two of the finest leaders in the world. Can we thank God for your leaders? Come on, can we honor them right now? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, So because I'm not going to try to teach you anything new, let me preface this moment. I just want to remind you of something old. I want to talk to you about things that you've talked about. I want to remind you of things that you do do or maybe used to do or maybe haven't gotten around to maybe some of your new year's resolutions were based off of this i'm going to do more of this this year i'm going to get back to this idea this year i'm going to apply this principle paul says in first corinthians 15 just verses one and two he says now brothers and sisters Mm -hmm. ladies and gentlemen (laughs) i want to remind you it's the buzzword right there I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received. I love that statement because he puts the onus back on them. In other words, you committed to this. When you received this gospel, you said yes to this gospel. And by saying yes to this gospel, I can now assume that everything that I'm going to say following this, you're good with because you received it. Because I'm in a room full of leaders, I'm going to assume that we are all on the same page. And if we're not on the same page, there's a page you got to flip back to. Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. Mm -hmm. Verse two, by this gospel, you are saved. If man, that's a big if by this gospel, you are saved. If you hold firmly by this gospel, you are saved. If you hold firmly, man, this statement is hinged on that if. If you hold firmly to the word I preach to you, otherwise, listen, you have believed in vain. Otherwise, everything that you did, all the work that you put in, all the dedication, all the conferences, all the events, all the gatherings, all the stories, all the staff meetings, all the fast, all the one-on-one, all of it was in vain. You got to remember to hold on to what you started holding on to because along the way, it is easy to pick up something. But just because you could pick something up doesn't mean you should carry it with you. 
so good. So the next few moments, all I want to do is remind you of 10 simple truths. Beautiful. If you need okay. a title for the message, that's it. 10 simple truths. It's, awesome. it's 10 simple truths that I've learned along the way. I'm also aware that I got 30 minutes, so this might be seven simple truths. <laughs> However, we're going to do our best yeah. to get through it. About four years ago, I was driving to church. I exited the Jackie Robinson Parkway. The Jackie Robinson Parkway is noted to be one of the most dangerous highways yeah. in the world. And as I exited this highway, I got off on Cypress Hills Avenue, which is the exit you would take to get to our Glendale campus in Queens. As I make a right onto Cypress Hills, it is a one-lane, windy road through a cemetery. Barely a car can fit. Nonetheless, there's no way you're getting two lanes in there. As I'm driving, I'm watching the car in front of me trying to get in front of the car in front of him. (laughs) But you don't have to be a mathematician to do the math and go, that's not going to work. You're not going to fit. So I pump the brakes and I just stop. And within five seconds, the car in front of me crashes the car in front of him and both go spiraling out of control and bang against the walls. I then watch the man that causes the accident jump out of his car runs over to the car that he hit and now starts to yell at his victim. He starts to yell at the top of his lungs. So what do I do in this moment? I reach my glove compartment and I take out my chaplain's badge. My chaplain's badge looks like a police officer's badge. Was it? No. Does it have authority? Absolutely not. But perception is reality. So I lower that window, I put the badge out the window, and I go, hey, buddy, get back in the car. And he tries to say something to me and say, hey, I got backup on the way. Gets in the car. I call 911. I then run out to the woman to see if she's okay, still holding my badge. You know what she says to me? She goes, I'm okay. But did you hear what he said to me? Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't hear what he said. I mean, I saw him yelling. Mm-hmm. She goes, no. I cut him off two highways ago. Oh. And he wanted to catch up to me oh. to let me know that I cut him off oh, and he wasn't going to tolerate it. Whoa. Okay. It is amazing to me. Come on. That somebody can start off with a destination in mind. But then along the way, something happens and then veers you in a different It's amazing how how the very reason in which you started on journey, the very reason why you got on the road, the very reason why you jumped in the seat to get to where you need to get to. It is amazing how we give power to things. For some, it might be offense. For others, it may be I want a platform. For other person, it may be I want leadership. I want title. I'm aspiring X, Y, and Z. I mean, I got saved because I love Jesus and I can't believe the grace of God. But now I saw it's actually cool to be a pastor. So I'm thinking I may want to be a pastor now too. I'm just getting myself the uniform. I'm going to put it on. I'm going to do the hair. And maybe, just maybe, I can now do that. Let's take the next few moments. And remind ourselves why we started this. Why did we start? Yes. Yes.
What were the things that we did when we first, like, remember when nobody could keep you from Jesus? Yeah, yeah. When you first get saved, nobody could stop you from worshiping. They couldn't stop you from praying. It didn't matter where they invited you. You weren't breaking that fast. You weren't going to compromise with that thing because Jesus was your Jesus was your Jesus. And what's amazing to me is that over time, as we mature in leadership, we actually now make excuse for the things that we used to say no to. But friends, that is literally the inverse of how a diet works. A diet is supposed to get stronger and stronger as we go. I don't make allowance as I'm supposed to get bigger. So let me give you 10 simple truths. Number one, and I'm going to just say it how I feel it because I'm New York and we have no other choice. Write this down. If we don't pray, we die. How's that for coming out the gate kindly? If we don't pray, we die. Do you know that doctors will tell you that if an infant comes out of the womb on the day it's born and gets no communication, the infant could die. Why? Because it could have the medicine, it could have the warmth, but if it does not get the communication, if it does not get the interaction with another individual, then the baby will suffer. Friends, I find it so scary how leaders, we can get so used to doing what we do because we know structures, we know systems, we know plans, we know language, we know jargon, we know all these things. And, and it is a scary place when you stop considering God to do his work. We have to be people of prayer. Man. We have to be people that seek the face of Jesus, that, that consider God before we consider Instagram, that wow. we consider God before yeah. we consider yeah. a BFF, yeah. that we talk yeah. to God and we say, God, what say you? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? How do you want me to handle this situation? Is this the relationship for me? Is this the job for me? Is this the move for me? Because if we do not pray, we die. And friends, I've been in a whole lot of churches, and I'm sure your pastors have been as well, where you are in a room full of leaders and yet it's like it's like sitting amongst the living dead they're there but they're not there they're present but spiritually they're somewhere else that's why when they talk it's negativity and bitterness it's everything but everything what a christian should exude the joy of the lord is our strength you know how i get joy by communicating with my savior Any spouses, you should find joy in speaking with your spouse and speaking with your boyfriend and your girlfriend. I spoke to my wife this morning, 7 a.m. I was trying to get ready, trying to get my hair ready for y'all because I want to look pretty. But nothing excited me more than getting on the phone with my gyrus and hearing her voice. Can I tell you how much more greater it is for God to hear your voice and so that you could hear his? You could be around the things of God. Hear me. So good. But be very far from God. Yeah. You can be around the things of God and have no relationship with God. Yeah. Judas yeah. is proof of that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Man. Yeah. No one is assuming just because you're here, you're oh. in the right place. <laughs> we are glad you're in the room. Yeah, yeah. But I need you to be in the spirit. Yeah. If we do not pray, we die. Number two, if we do not build the kingdom with our words, we tear down the kingdom with how we talk. If we don't build the kingdom with our words, we tear down the kingdom with how we talk. If we don't build the kingdom with our words, we tear down the kingdom with how we talk. The Bible says we have the power of life and death 
in our tongues. Leaders, let's be careful that we don't get so used to building church, doing church, leading people through growth track, greeting them, meeting them, small groups, welcoming them, hanging out with them, that all of a sudden we become so so jaded to all of it that we now start inserting our opinion on really where it should have been our declaration. Gosh. This is enough for us that your commentary is not needed. (laughs) Please understand that we, the church, are God's bride. Please don't think that you could talk bad about my bride and me and you be good. You don't get to talk ill of the bride of Christ and think that you and Jesus are in good standing. He loves his bride. He is more passionate about his bride than I would be about mine. You have to be careful about how you talk. If something is wrong, speak life over what is wrong. If something is living that should be dead, then speak death over it in the kindest way. Do not allow any other spirit but the spirit of God to be felt in your speech because how you talk matters. Number three. If we don't honor others, we shortchange ourselves. If we don't honor others, we shortchange ourselves. If we don't honor others, we shortchange ourselves. The Bible says that when Jesus was in his own hometown, he could not perform miracles because of the lack of honor. Honor, Think of the silliness and the foolishness of the people in the room that needed a miracle. But because of their stubbornness, they couldn't honor Jesus. And guess what? They missed out. They missed out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I made this point number three, coming after point number two, because it is so easy for us to talk to talk and know how to talk honor but not mean honor. There's nothing worse than watching someone honor someone that they really don't mean. (laughs) Here's what you have to understand about honor. Honor is good for you because it it is the key to unlocking God giving you a miracle and meeting you where you're at. But do you know that God is, is, um, I'm sorry, honor is actually good for God? Theology tells me that when I honor a man or a woman of God, when I make much of a man or a woman of God, listen, what I'm doing is agreeing with God's choice. So when I honor your pastors, I am coming in agreement with the plan of God. So he gets honor. He extracts honor. He extracts glory from that honor because he's saying that was my plan. You agreed with my plan. All praise to me. Don't ever get so used to honor that you stop honor. Let us be quick to honor. Amen? Number four, if we don't give, we steal. I understand that your what comes in financially for you, you give 10% to God because you believe that 10% is God's. Amen? But if we're being honest, 100% is God's. All good things come from God. Everything you have is from God. Your honor is from God. Your kindness is from God. Your joy is from God. Your home is from God. Your finances are from God. So every time you hold back on giving, you actually rob. You rob the person that you're supposed to be giving to and God from the very reason why he gave it to you. You ever lend somebody something and they're not using it properly? You want to take it back. I thank God that we serve a God that doesn't take yeah, back yeah. what he gave us. But if he did, how much, how much of us would have what we still have? Wow. Wow. If we don't give, we steal. Man. Number five, if we do not seek holiness, we wreak filthiness. 
Man, 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 oh man. If we do not seek holiness, we wreak filthiness. If we don't seek holiness, we wreak filthiness. Here's what I mean. I am bad all by myself. Yeah. <laughs> on my own, I am not good. There is not nothing good on the inside of me that comes from me. Anything that's good in me is what Jesus has deposited right. in me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The reason why I get new mercies every day, it's a new chance to repent and seek God. The reason why he gives us new mercies every day, listen, is because he knows we need it. Yeah, we need it. We need it. Holiness is not something you press in because you're fasting. Holiness is not something you just get to around a sermon series. Holiness is literally how you live your life, your, your can's and can do's. It does not speak to your, your level of maturity or immaturity. It speaks to your willingness to live a life of surrender. Surrender. Yeah, so good. You know what I realize when it comes to maturity? Maturity is not what I am able to do and what I'm not able to do. Maturity is knowing where I am physically, mentally, spiritually. And I could do it, but I don't wow. because I don't want it to affect who I am. Yeah. The Bible says that, that our life offers Gosh. up as an incense. This is an yes. Old Testament term. Yes. There's an incense that comes yes. from our life. Yes. The, the smell. smell goes yep. up yeah. to yeah. heaven yeah. When, when, when God takes a whiff of us. Mm. What is he smelling? Yeah. Because hear me. Every scent of every private conversation and everything you think and everything you do when you're alone, and everything yeah. you do when yeah. you're with your non-Christian friends, Man. or your friends that you're really comfortable with, all of that aroma wow. goes up to God. Not just the one you're cognizant of when you worship and you lift up your hands. Man. It's the whole aroma yeah. goes yeah. up to God. So when, so when he... What is he smelling? Yeah. If we do not seek holiness, we wreak filthiness. Number six, if we do not confess our sins, we're in sin. Wow. First John 1 says, if we claim we have no sin, we are fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. Let me say this. If we don't confess our sins, we're in sin. If we don't confess our mm. sins, we're in sin. Yeah. Repentance is not only good for you, but it's good for God. Yeah. It is similar to honor in the sense that theology tells us that repentance is coming in agreement with what God already says about us. Mm. Yeah. So God does not say who you pretend to be. God says about you who you already are. So if I'm living as a liar, he knows me as a liar. Even though I'm lying about how I'm living, he knows that I'm lying. However, if we were just to be honest about who we are and where we are, he could then meet us where we're at. The point of what we do is coming in alignment with what God already says. So now let me say this. The grace of God cannot cover what you are unwilling to uncover. The grace of God cannot cover what you are unwilling. So the secret thing, the thing you're dealing with, the thing you don't want no one to know about, you're embarrassed by, I've been dealing with this for too long, I'm too old to be dealing with this, I can't believe at this point of our marriage this is going on, I don't want to tell anybody about it. The grace of God cannot cover what you are unwilling to uncover. And the more you conceal it, understand you will implode from it. Yeah, you will. You will. That's right. He says if you give it to me, I'll take it from you. Yes. Yes. Number seven, if we believe, we build. I want to speak to your faith. If we believe, we build. 
I want to be the kind of leader like your leaders that says, man, we could have campuses internationally. We could have, we could reach places. We could reach a city that knows how to do church. Put me in a city that knows how to do church, but let's bring the truth of Jesus. If we, if we believe we'll build, there is so much wow. faith in our words and in our actions that are waiting man. to happen, yeah. but it's on you. Yeah. 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 You have to activate your faith by be willing to step into agreement oh for the unknown. Wow. wow. If we believe we build. Number eight, if we don't pursue the future, we will perish in the past. Wow. If we do not pursue the future, we will perish in the past. If we don't pursue the future, we will perish in the past. There are so many churches that have traded in the Holy Spirit for nostalgia. And because they have a certain way of doing things, how they've done things, they now equate the Holy Spirit moving to certain acts, to certain songs, to certain dress. And if you don't dress this way, the Holy Spirit didn't come. And if you don't sing these songs, the Holy Spirit didn't come. And if you don't do things like this, if we do not, listen, if we do not pursue the future, we will die where we are. You have to be intentional about moving forward. You have to pay attention to what's happening in life because where the church has made so many mistakes is that it's isolated ourselves in the bubble of our own world that the moment we leave our meetings, we do not know how to socialize with the rest of the world. The issue with that is Jesus died for the world. How could you tell people that Jesus died for them without being able to communicate with them? God. Oh, so good. I never want to be where God was. I want to be where God is. Yeah. 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 Wow. yeah. What is God doing? Mm-hmm. What does God have for you? And you know what I just feel in my spirit? There might be new systems coming. There might be new services coming. There might be new campuses coming that affects you in your department. And you might be struggling with it because you like how things are. You finally got it. You got your team. You don't want to let them go. Let me just encourage you. If you stay there, you won't move like you think you're going to move. There are moments to sit, but there are moments to walk. Oh, my goodness. Whoa. Wow. Number nine, if we don't love, we hurt. Wow. If we don't love, we hurt. Friends, you know this. Love is not an emotion. It is a choice. It is so much bigger than a feeling. My wife loves me even when she doesn't feel like loving me. I love my children even though I feel like beating them. If we do not choose love, we hurt. When someone comes to you for the umpteenth time dealing with a certain issue or they make a certain mistake, you can now choose in that moment to remind them of all their mistakes. And we've been talking about this. How many more times are we going to talk about this? And why don't you just... If we do not love, we hurt. You have to choose to love people where they're at with what they have and how they deal with everything going on in their life. Is this making sense? So good. Number 10, and I'll I'll end with this last point. Wow. If Jesus be our message, then sacrifice be our lifestyle. Wow. If Jesus is our message, sacrifice must be our lifestyle. Wow. The enemy... Has tried forever to keep people from gathering in church. He has tried forever to keep pastors from pursuing the calling of being a pastor and leaders to stop them from pursuing the calling of being a leader. If he cannot get you, 
to stop pursuing what it is to be a pastor, he will try very hard to get you off mission on what it looks like to be a pastor, which is why in the current world we live in, pastors are now celebrities because we have made pastors other things. And as a result of it, as a result of it, pastors are being put on this pedestal Mm. and everyone is doing everything for them. Mm. And what's happening is we're alleviating the sacrifice sacrifice. from the pastors. So good. I study communication. I understand communication. But here's what I've learned my greatest lesson in communication. It is not necessarily what you say. It is not necessarily how you say it. It's about how you live it after you Man. say it. Can you look at my life and go, he meant what he preached. I know you brilliantly put together the five-syllable words, and you have the theology, and you have a beautiful demonstration and illustration and explanation on how it is we are to live. But if you cannot show me that you are about that life, then you are doing an injustice to the gospel. And it would be better for you it would be better for you not to talk. Because I need someone that could walk it like they talk it. If you cannot walk it like you talk it, please stop talking. If Jesus be our message, then sacrifice be our lifestyle. You know why? Do you know why sacrifice is good for us? Because it reminds us that we're not God. Come on, man. Come on. Come on. God is on the throne. Amen. Amen. That throne is not moving. No, Amen. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere. That's right. If you are past the age of 21, you're not growing any taller. Oh. <laughs> I wish I was. That's why I wear shoes with heels. I'm just trying to get a little bit more. Here's what I say. Because I'm the height I'm at, and God is where he is, there is no way for me to push God higher. Listen. Mm-hmm. So that I can get him higher. Mm-hmm. The only way that God gets higher is if yeah, I get, get lower. lower. That's right. You have to change the distance between you and God so that as much as possible, your life yeah. is literally putting him higher yeah. and higher. Yeah. The only way is me getting lower and lower and lower. Sacrifice allows you to get low. That's right. I want to do this, but I can't. Yeah. I could do this. But I, won't. I grew up in a household where my parents, two of the finest pastors in the world, we were the kind of family that dinners would be canceled or vacations would be canceled. or We said we were going to do this on a Saturday and we didn't do it on a Saturday because we had no money because dad took all the money we had and gave it to somebody to pay their rent. Or dad had to go visit someone in prison. Wow. And can I tell you, when I was young and immature, I resented that because I thought I don't want, I don't want to be that kind of pastor if I had to be a pastor because I knew I had to be a pastor. But at the same time, I knew that's the only way to pastor. If you're not willing to sacrifice, you're not. then please, please yeah. do the gospel of favor Come on. and sit back until you're ready to. Because at one point, when you gave your life to Jesus, this thing was burning on the inside of you. And the prayers were, if you could use anything, Lord, you could use me. Take my hands, Lord, take my feet. Everything I have, use it for your name's sake. Dear God. And my prayer Come on. Is that we always remember and we keep the main thing. Come on. The main thing. Yeah. The main thing. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yes.
good. Paul says it's the, the love of Christ that what? It compels, it compels me. me. Yeah. 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 Mm. Is it the love of Christ that still compels you wow. today? Mm-hmm. Last story and I'm done. Three years ago, my wife lost her phone. Now, that's a common practice. In yeah. <laughs> Preach. So she, says, <laughs> so she says, Chris, help me find my phone. I say, absolutely, but I'm a leader, so I delegate her. <laughs> Dylan and Chloe, my 11-year-old and 8-year-old, go find mom's phone. They're like, oh, dad, I don't want to again. <laughs> I go, hey, if you go, I'll get you ice cream. The moment I say ice, Chloe's out. <laughs> ice cream, that's her love language, sweets. Dylan could care less. So he's just standing there like, got anything else? And I go, okay. How about a new pack of Pokemon cards? He goes, huh, dad, not really into it. That frustrated me. Because just two months ago, we emptied his college bank account to buy him all these Pokemon cards for his Christmas gift. Yeah. Dad, if you get me these cards, I'll love you forever. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Oh, all I care about is Pokemon. Pokemon, it's my life. I'm never going to trade it. Collectibles. Ah. A month later, he could care less. It's amazing how once what motivated him did it in that moment. The question we are asking ourselves... Is as we are in the house and as we are searching Ooh, and looking awesome. for the lost coins and the broken yeah, and the hurt, that's right, that's right. is what motivated us initially <laughs> what motivates us today. Oh. Wow. wow. Would you bow your heads? Wow. Yeah. So good. Wow. Father God, we love you. Jesus, we praise your holy yeah. name. Yeah. Thank you for dying for us. Thank you for saving us. Thank you that there's a promise that you're coming back for us. Thank you for not treating us as our sins deserve. Holy Spirit, would you fill us? Would you lead us? Would you guide us? Would you renew our minds? Would you, would you cleanse our hearts? Would you put a passion on the inside of us, oh God, where it will be strictly and solely about you and nothing else? It won't be about a title. It won't be about recognition. It won't be about a resume. It will not be about a raise. It will not be about social media, but it will be about honoring you. Even if nobody else sees it, feels it, or hears of it, as long as we honor you, we pray that it be your your love that compels us yes. in Jesus' name. Wow. Amen. Wow. Amen. Okay, uh, be seated, be seated, because I, I do want to honor uh, Pastor Chris's time. Um, Wow. Uh, honestly, there are some messages messages that are good. It's like, oh, that was a good message. Yeah. And then there are some things that yeah. you know I feel like the Holy Spirit yeah, that's right. yeah. 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 is like saying, you need to you need to hear this yeah. 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 And, and understand uh, too. You know, there's four different types of soil, mm. right? Yeah. All of them get the word, yeah. wow. but only one of them. Produce a crop yeah. 30, yeah. 60, or 100 yeah. times over. Yeah. So the enemy is interested in stealing this. Just yeah. so you know. Yeah. You don't say something, yeah. oh, well, that was good, but oh, I'm busy, or whatever. It could be any certain thing that would just get you off track so quickly. Bills, problems, whatever. 
Oh, they don't understand. Well, I'm a little bit different because of, well, yeah. I'm a new Christian. Well, I'm, I'm an older Christian. You know, whatever. We'll come into yeah. your brain and just try to take that seed and go, that wasn't really for you. Wow. wow. And I'm just saying. It was for It was for me. It was for every single one of us. It was for our church. All of the leaders who are hearing this, this is not for the pastoral team. This is for every serve team, everyone who is a part of our church family, everyone who is a follower of Jesus. This was for us. So thank you for that. Give me another one. Serve Team, we love you. Thank you so much for using your gifts and your talents to make it honor as it is in heaven. We pray that today's talk has pushed you forward in your development as a leader. You are loved, you're valued, and you're believed in. Can't wait to see you on Sunday in one of our connect groups.